0: Hey, Spotify, real quick before we get started, please make sure to follow us right here on Spotify. You might have to click my name, Bob Enyart, to see the follow button. Whoa. to the brightest audience in the country. Welcome to Bob and Yart Live. I'm the pastor of Denver Bible Church. Yesterday's program was titled, Bob Sues the Government. Really should have a better title than that. But we'll get to that. Also, last night on Hannity, on the Fox News channel, Donald Trump said somebody should start a petition. So I hate to admit it, but I did. Right then, at that very moment... I went to change.org, and you guys can help me prime the pump by signing it that the New York Times should return their Pulitzer for their erroneous reporting on what turned out to be the Russia hoax and treasonous coup attempt by the Obama administration and the weaponized U.S. law enforcement. And intelligence agencies, so we have to talk about that. It's a short petition. I'll read that for you. You could go to it right now while you're listening. Change.org, and just search for Russia Pulitzer, and you'll find it. And very, it's brand new. Very few people have signed it in the first 24 hours. It's important to get the first hundred signatures or so, so you could really help if you can do that. Also on today's show summary, we'll provide a link directly to the petition at change.org. So we'll discuss that. And then Obama had a safe schools czar. You might not recall that. Well, I just found out that most Christians didn't know that Obama's Safe Schools czar promoted pedophiles. So we're going to cover that briefly. And then from our lawsuit we filed yesterday, Bob sues the government. Actually, it's Denver Bible Church and Brighton's Community Baptist Church, Pastor Joey Rhodes, our two congregations. We've all sued the federal and the state governments. And today on this program, I do want to get to part of my affidavit, which is attached to the lawsuit. So that should be fun. It's, it's not the more serious part of the lawsuit in a way. I mean, how could it be lighthearted? It's the more insane part, pointing out the insanity of our government bureaucrats and they're relentless, constant emergency orders that are so confusing and contradict one another. So we'll get to that. And also my brief reply to a leftist anti-Trumper who's been emailing me, the troll that he is, and I had told him that he opposes Trump for all the wrong reasons. And he said, oh, yeah, what are the wrong reasons? So I replied to him. I'd like to share that with you. And also, perhaps, replies to leftist, materialist listeners. One who says that Christians should all believe the earth is flat because the Bible teaches that the earth is flat. When, of course, for 2,000 years, all the major universities and religious orders and denominations, all the major leaders... None of them supported the flat earth. None of them. And so the left, they have no problem with lying, the atheist, the materialist. They're happy to promote revisionist history and falsehoods. Being called a hypocrite means nothing today to a leftist. Having it pointed out that their argument is false means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Not too long ago... Twenty-five years ago on a college campus, it actually meant a little bit of something. In an argument, if you could point out that the liberal you were debating had just contradicted himself, it it was an issue. He'd be concerned about that, and he'd want to show, hey, no, I'm not contradicting myself. But today it doesn't matter at all. We're in a post-Christian, post-modern world, and such things as truth are irrelevant. Two plus two equals five and all that. So I also mentioned last week the liberal who commented to us that the Bible is all mythology, so it really doesn't matter what it says, and how ironic the timing of that comment was since we just interviewed the archaeologist. It's on our website at rsr.org Sodom who has convinced pretty much the whole secular world of archaeology that the Bible city of Sodom has been discovered, located, it was destroyed, and so we'll hopefully we'll get to that also. Let me start first, before the petition. Barack Obama's Safe Schools director, the guy that held that position while Obama was president, His name is Kevin Jennings, and he's the founder of one of the leading homosexual organizations. And you can find him on our list of—it's our big, ugly list of liberals supporting pedophiles. We also have this reported on our primary landing page for the issue of homosexuality, kgovkgov.com slash homos, that'll get you right there. But this Kevin Jennings, he's the founder of the Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network, GLSEN, and Obama selected him to be the director of their Safe Schools program, and the guy promotes pedophiles. How does he do that? Well, through his praise, ongoing praise, of a leading pedophile advocate. The guy's name was Harry Hay. He used to work with NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association. Their slogan, Sex by Eight or It's Too Late. And when Harry Hay was working with NAMBLA, he knew, it's why he worked with them, that they were dedicated to repeal the age of consent laws between men and boys. And they wanted to end, quote, the oppression of men and boys in consensual relationships. I mean, this is as disgusting and wicked as it gets. And this Harry Hay, who is praised by and promoted by Obama's Safe Schools director, Harry Hay, he has thanked, publicly thanked, the 25-year-old man who raped him when he was Fourteen, and by the way, Harry Hay, who's praised, praised I mean this Kevin Jennings will do entire talks focusing on the great work of Harry Hay. Harry Hay publicly spoke, and he'd he'd wish that experience that he had on other boys, sometimes he would change the ages, sometimes he would say. 13, 14, 15-year-old kids who would be welcoming this and at other times lowering that age as he did when he spoke publicly in San Francisco in a forum titled Man Boy Love and Sexual Liberation when he said, quote, I think that the 12-year-old, the 13-year-old boy approaching puberty knows what he needs. And he wants very much to reach out and find someone who will give this to him. And that pervert pedophile is praised by Barack Obama's safe schools director. How's that? How's that for a model for safe schools? Pervert freaks. And this Kevin Jennings, Obama's guy, is just as bad as Harry Hay for honoring Hay, and Obama is worse for absurdly giving Jennings a safe school's appointment, setting him up as the head of the effort. How wicked. That's the world that we live in. And I'm actually annoyed at Donald Trump for all that, too, because this guy who's such a filthy pervert, homosexual Kevin Jennings, who promotes pedophilia, he founded that group I mentioned, Glisten, and Donald Trump's reality TV show. They have donated tens of thousands of dollars to Glisten, to the Gay Men's Health Organization. I mean, $30,000 between those two groups, as perverse as could be. And those groups themselves, I mean, they openly advocate that children in kindergarten should have a saturated pro-homosexual worldview. I mean, that's open, that's their policy. And the things they have promoted to middle school students, I mean, taught, in person taught, middle school students what to do, I can't even describe it on the air because it's so filthy, so perverse, so disgusting. And sadly, we've described a lot on the air. I can't describe this. It's absolutely filthy and wicked. And so I am annoyed at Donald Trump also. His defenders say, oh, well, it was his company. It wasn't him. Well, he doesn't provide the leadership from his company to know that you don't give tens of thousands of dollars to perverts. Actually, he supports these perverts. You know, and he'll keep a certain uh, distance and say, well, I didn't know they did that. I mean, he might say that. But he'll never be asked by any Christians or conservatives. And the liberals won't ask him either because they support these perverts. So that brings me to last night when Donald Trump said to Sean Hannity, somebody should start a petition. I always have hated the media, but I really hate them when they put me in a position of defending Donald Trump. That does annoy me. But here it is, the New York Times and the Washington Post do years of reporting on, it's, it's all fake, that there was a Trump-Russia collusion in the election of 2016. So Trump said somebody should start a petition so that they have to return their Pulitzer Prize, they won, they split, for the, the whole Russia hoax thing. So we have this fabulous graphic mocking the New York Times about the Trump-Russia collusion fantasy they had. And it's about connecting the dots because they would use that phrase repeatedly. They were connecting the dots. So we took the painting of the Mona Lisa and we used the thick black line on Photoshop, you know, and we connected the dots in the Mona Lisa's painting, like her nostril. You can't really see her right nostril, but her left nostril, that was quite a dot, and her two eyes, the pupils in her eyes, that was quite a dot, and there's a dot over in the back. If you've never looked at the landscape behind the Mona Lisa it's really peculiar. We had a Da Vinci exhibit here in Denver in the last year. We went to the museum, Cheryl and I, and our son Dominic. And there's a replica of the Mona Lisa, I believe it was a replica, and the background is really sort of bizarre. It's almost like a uh, a Marscape or something around her head. But anyway, we selected a few dots that just happened to be in the landscape. And we drew this weird polygon shape. It's not really a polygon. It's not closed. But all these straight sides. We connected the dots with this thick black line. And it just looks really weird. It just whacked out. And the headline on this is New York Times wins Pulitzer Prize for fiction for connecting the dots on Trump-Russia collusion. But then in smaller text, it says, but some dots just don't connect. So that artwork, which is very arresting, it, it just looks interesting. That is atop the petition at change.org. And at change, they say, if you have an eye catching graphic, that increases your signatures by two to three fold. So we've got that covered. So here's the petition this is what it says. KGov.com started this petition to the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the Pulitzer Prize Board. Quote, the New York Times and Washington Post connected hundreds of dots that had no actual connections in what Pulitzer ironically called their, quote, deeply sourced, relentlessly reported coverage of Russia interference in the 2016 presidential election And it's connections, connections to the Trump campaign, connections, that's in all caps, connections. Trump-Russian collusion is known today to be false, including through the investigations of the special counsel, Robert Mueller, the Senate Intelligence Committee, the House Intelligence Committee, and the inspector general of the Justice Department, rather The actual collusion to interfere in the election was committed when Hillary Clinton spent millions purchasing the anonymous Russian disinformation that filled the falsified Steele dossier used by the Obama-Biden administration's weaponized law enforcement and intelligence communities to spy on their political opponents and attempt to undermine the election and their later attempt at a treasonous coup against the duly elected American president, Donald Trump, on August 11th, 2020, it's last night, said on Hannity on the Fox News channel about Russia, the New York Times, and the Washington Post, they got the Pulitzer Prize. The Pulitzer Prize is worthless as far as I'm concerned. So Pulitzer board... Rescind the prize, New York Times, stop the lies, and with the Washington Post, return the prize. That's the petition. And by the way, of course, we know here at Bob and Yart Live that change.org is horrific. I mean, if you just go to their homepage, every petition is insane, evil, immoral. But they allow anybody to make a petition, at least until they censor it. So we'll see what happens. And also, it's a waste of time, right? The petitions, they have no force. But I think it's interesting that Trump said somebody ought to start a petition, and nobody did. So I did. It was late last night, rerun, and added another 20 minutes before I went to bed, but got the petition out. Now, as to the anti-Trumper who has been emailing me, I think he's just a troll, actually. And I think he's somehow connected to supporting the Biden-Harris ticket. But he writes me how, how bad Trump is. So I emailed him back and said, You despise Trump for all the wrong reasons. And so he emails back and says, Okay. what are all the wrong reasons why I despise Donald Trump? So I replied, you use him as a convenient stand-in to express your hatred of Jesus Christ. Shouting crucify him has been done already and seems passe. So even though he's a socialist Trump, it's not enough theft for you. And even though he's launched a global effort to decriminalize homosexuality, it's not enough sodomy for you. And even though Trump advocates killing unborn children, it's not enough blood for you. I mean, that's why it seems he's really against Trump, because Trump is the stand-in for him to express his hatred of God. That's why. And I know there are Christians who are shocked when they hear someone, a conservative Christian, say that Trump advocates killing unborn children. If you don't know that, it's only because every time you've heard him say it, you've closed your ears. That's the only possible reason. I mean, he even says things like, aside from all the other ways he supports killing unborn children and opposes banning abortion, And abolishing abortion. He even says things like, I support states' rights. The states' rights to decide whether they want to kill unborn children. Now that's very similar to I support a woman's right to kill an unborn child. There's no real moral difference there at all. It's just who gets to decide to kill the unborn child. Some people think if the father has a say in it, well then it's okay to kill the baby. So I support father's rights to kill the baby, women's rights, and state's rights. So in America, you've got states that are overwhelmingly pro-abortion, like California and New York and Illinois and Washington and Oregon, and we can name dozens of others. And so they would all, with Trump's approval, do you get that? Not that they would kill children against his policies and against his will. But by states' rights, they would, of course, all kill children, continue killing children and celebrating it. And all those children are killed with Donald Trump's approval. And that's when it becomes a Judgment Day issue, when he stands before the Lord Jesus Christ, who, when he was asked have you ever asked God for forgiveness? He said, well, no. No, I mean, why? You know, if I do something wrong, I just try to fix it. And he went on. The conversation went for a few minutes. We had that linked somewhere. I think Kgov.com slash Trump. And sadly, the Trump administration, why they did a great job fighting for funding for the wall. They did give Planned Parenthood over a billion dollars. And they have put up some fight more recently to not fund them. But the first few years of his administration, you know, before he's up for reelection, he just continued to fund them without a peep, without a complaint. And his first two State of the Union addresses and his speech to the joint session of Congress, the number one most important issue of those events was what Donald Trump didn't say. He didn't even mention abortion. Not at all. He'd just been elected. Why mention abortion? You don't need to rev up the anti-abortionist until it's time for re-election. He mentioned dozens of problems he wanted to solve and didn't even mention the number one problem of a nation killing its children. And the conservatives who commented afterward, the only thing they could think of to say, what a fabulous speech perfect speech, best speech ever made. Perfect. So from that craziness, we go to the craziness of the flat earthers, right? They are crazy. The flat earth position, it's not a hypothesis. It's not a theory. It's a symptom of a mental illness. It's a symptom of paranoia. It's one thing to recognize that people lie. It's quite another thing to think that everyone is lying to you all the time about almost everything. That's quite a different thing. And they used to say NASA was lying. Now it's NASA and Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and Richard Branson and dozens of countries around the world. And they're all, it's no longer just NASA's lying. Now everybody's in on it, absolutely everybody. In fact, you could buy a ticket and go up in space yourself if you want to. So this guy who calls himself Predator... Or Lord Predator, I guess it's after some video game. It's a weird thing to call yourself like the top predator. But anyway, he calls himself Predator, and he criticizes our video on the Big Bang. We have the evidence against the Big Bang. He doesn't like it. He says there's no science in it, and the stuff about the CMB is all make-believe. That's the cosmic microwave background. And in our video, we present some of the world's leading astronomy authorities, astrophysicists, the experts from the European Space Agency and elsewhere, saying themselves in their own presentations that they have a crisis with the CMB because it doesn't meet the predictions of the Big Bang. It's a crisis. So he says that we're making all this up. Okay, so we made up all those videos. that you could just click on and see the original for yourself. Okay, we made all that up. But he says, anyway, he says, Bob Enyart, I can see a flat earth video too. You believe a flat earth, right, as the Bible says. So obviously he's trying to change the topic. So I did reply. said, Pred, since you brought up the flat earth, consider our website at rsr.org slash flat-earth, flat-earth. And the falsehoods that fly, not only from the flat-earthers themselves, but from the liberal critics of the church like you, Pred, at that page we ask a question about Christian leaders and groups over the last 2,000 years. Who taught a flat earth? And here's the question. And then we have a list of leaders and groups and colleges and so on. Theologians. So here's the question that I asked Pred. And you can think about it too. Because atheists ubiquitously, virtually all of them, have said that the church teaches the flat earth, right? Right. Historically, through the Middle Ages, the church has always taught the flat earth. So I ask, which of the following Christian authorities and organizations taught the flat earth? And then I list, and it's quite a list. So like, you could circle which of these taught the flat earth. And I say, of the Catholic religious orders, did the Franciscans teach a flat earth? The Dominicans, the Augustinians the benedictines, the trappists, the carmelites, etc. of protestant denominations, did the lutherans teach the flat earth or the anglicans or methodists or presbyterians or episcopalians or congregationalists or church of christ or baptists, etc. of eastern christianity, did the eastern orthodox teach the flat earth or the oriental or ethiopian or eastern catholic or assyrian Christians teach a flat earth of the popes of the Roman Catholic Church, many of whom were not Christian, but of the popes of the Roman Catholic Church, which among all 266 of them taught that the earth was flat. Which of the councils, the Jerusalem council, which of these councils taught that the earth was flat? The Jerusalem council the Council of Rome, the Council of Ephesus, of Carthage, of Antioch, of Nicaea, and so on. Of the creeds, which of the creeds taught that the earth was flat? The Apostles' Creed, the Nicene, the Chalcedonian, the Athanasian, and so on. Which? Of the confessions, which of those taught that the earth was flat? The Augsburg Confession, the Confession of Faith, the Heidelberg, the 95 Theses, the Canons of Dort, the Westminster Confession, etc. Which of those? How about of the universities of the Reformation? Which of those taught that these are entire universities that were spawned from the Reformation? Which of these taught that the earth was flat? The universities of Geneva, of Jena, of Leiden, of Dublin, of Groningen, of Greningen, of Strasbourg, of Utrecht, and so on of the Christian-founded universities of the Middle Ages. There are a lot of these. The Christian-founded universities of the Middle Ages. Did Oxford teach the flat earth? Because of all these Christian-founded universities of the Middle Ages. Did Cambridge, did the universities of Paris, Bologna, Rome, Toulouse, Pisa, Orleans, Prague, Salamanca, Florence, Montpelier, Naples, Dublin, Vienna, Heidelberg, Cologne, Barcelona, Basel, Glasgow, Tubingen, Aberdeen, Frankfurt, Copenhagen, Bonaventure, St. Andrews, etc., all these Christian-founded universities of the Middle Ages, did they teach the Flat Earth? Which ones of those taught the Flat Earth? And of the church's leading historical theologians and authors. And next to each of their names, we have the year that they died. So, we have Justin Martyr. Did he teach a flat earth? He died in 165 A.D. Athenagros, Clement, Tertullian, Origen, Cyprian, Athanasius, he died in 373. Basil, Gregory, Ambrose, Chrysostom, Jerome, Augustine, he died in 430. Cyril, Boethius, Gregory the Great, 604. Anselm, Hildegard, Magnus, Francis of Assisi, he was whacked out. Bonaventure, Aquinas, John Duns Scotus, William of Ockham, Ockham's razor, Wycliffe, Zwingli, Erasmus, Luther, Servetus, Ignatius, Melanchthon, Menno, Calvin, Knox, John Fox, Arminius, John Milton, Owen, John Bunyan, Whitfield, Wesley, and so on? Did any of them teach the flat earth? The answer to all that entire list is none of them, not a one, taught the flat earth. How's that? Not a one of them. And so I added, hey, Predator, if the Bible actually taught a flat earth, and especially before the Copernican heliocentrism." One would expect the church to have taught the flat earth. If the Bible taught it, you'd think somewhere along the line, some Christian authority would teach the flat earth. But the Bible doesn't and the church never has. Just Google myth of the flat earth. And so atheists will continue to claim that the church taught the flat earth but they're liars. They lie against God. And of course, they would lie against you and me. Hey, we'll get to the lawsuit and my affidavit next week. Lord willing. This is Bob Benyard. May God bless you. Hey, Spotify. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, kgov, kgov.com. Also, please make sure to subscribe to the program. If you've enjoyed this episode, go ahead and tell a friend about us or share the link. We'd really appreciate it. This is Bob Enyart for KGOV.com. May God bless you.